Pastor Matt, if, if we find an Anglo eight and an African-American seven, which one do you want? I said, I want the African-American seven. And he said, what if we find an Anglo eight and an African-American six? And then I said, then give me the Anglo eight because the African-American six will look and feel to our people like the kind of tokenism that I'm preaching against. Um, <laughs> uh, Sam, you hadn't, you hadn't heard that clip before. Uh, were you prepared for that? No, just just simply no. I was not prepared for that. <laughs> um, Welcome to the Wokipedia Podcast. The Wokipedia Podcast is brought to you by Enemies Within the Church. And go to enemieswithinthechurch.com today and you can go ahead and download, well, buy the copy of Enemies Within the Church, whether that's DVD or download, or you can even get a Blu-ray. And I mean, that is one good documentary. And of course, this is what we're doing at Wokipedia is that we're exposing the woke and helping people to understand what is right and what is biblical. Well, Kyle, how are you doing today? Sam, I'm doing all right. I'm, uh, well, whew, I'm excited to be into this. I'm excited to do a uh, part two to our uh, episode on ethnos and to, to get into how it's misused. And Sam, how are you doing today? And what, you know, are you excited to get into this? Yeah, you know, Kyle, I'm I'm doing well. Uh, we we were just talking a little bit about the weather. It's it sounds like it's actually warmer out your way than it is here, which is just a little bit odd. I would say I would have thought that you know the Pacific Northwest would be a little bit cooler um, than than Iowa, but it sounds like you're dealing with some heat uh, currently. I've got my air conditioner not working in my car, and so oh. it's not very fun driving right now. <laughs> Cause it is humid here. It is humid, but, um, yeah. but it's not too bad. Cause it's still like, I don't know. It's still okay to roll your window down and, and everything. So my talking on the phone has not been as productive, uh, in my drives recently. <laughs> um, but those are first world problems. So, <laughs> uh, no, I I'm excited to get into what we've got going on today, uh, to continue to build on what we talked about last week, which of course is ethnos. We, we looked at that biblical idea of ethnos and, and we really got into it and I'm excited to, to really look to see how it's misused and misused specifically by the woke today. And then, uh, we are going to get a little bit into some other stuff as well. Um, but before we do that, you know, what should people do if they have a question? Um, if they want to ask us a question, Ooh. what should they do? Well, they can do a few different things. They can contact us directly in whatever platform they're viewing us on, whether it's on YouTube or Rumble, leave comments there. We check. Rumble's a little bit weird about comments, so be patient if we don't notice it immediately. Um, you can, on, on some of the podcast platforms, they allow you to contact the creator. You can do it that way. If you have a more detailed question or you're listening on a platform that you can't connect, contact us directly through, you can email us at contactwokipedia at gmail.com. Now, when you're considering those options, also considering subscribing uh, to the podcast. That helps if it's useful. You know, it, it subscribe if it's useful. 
but also if it is useful, share it. We're not making That's this right. content for no reason. We're making it to be useful, to be helpful. So if it's meeting those things, share it with other people. Because if it's useful to you, it's going to be useful to someone else. We do mean it though. We want to earn that share. We want to earn that trust. Now, if we're not earning that trust, let us know. We want to improve. We want to even hear dissenting opinions. We are willing to talk with people. Why? Because we're confident in our assertions. And we want to help you understand why we're confident in our assertions. Basically, we want to tell you we're right, but in a nice way. You you know, and and if we don't earn the like or the share, I'm still okay if you like and share uh, our our stuff. Um, you know, I'm I'm more <laughs> of an yeah. Well, why not? Why not? You know, if you could give us six stars, I'd be okay with that too. Uh, but it's only five stars. Um, <laughs> But today we're we're going to get into this idea of ethnos, uh, or maybe as a lot of people might look at this, that idea of race and how the woke use and they they really weaponize this idea of race quite a bit. Um, mm-hmm. What are the, the there's kind of four options we we look at this of kind of viewing race uh, in, in this way or ethnos in that sense and. What are these four options, Kyle, and where does the woke generally fit into these four options? So let's over, we're going to overly generalize a few things here. So don't freak out about details because this is not an episode about each of these topics. And this is just because we need to familiarize ourselves with the four options or four categories when it comes to race before we can talk about, because race is really important to woke people. So your four options broadly are scientific race or biological race, uh, the modernist view of things, which is evolution. It's rooted Mm -hmm. in evolution, more than just rooted in evolution. It is a part of evolution. Uh, It's the idea that race is a biological reality, a biological fact, and thus some races are superior or inferior to each other and or more or less advanced, and or so on and so forth. Uh, That diversity is not simply diversity. Diversity is a genetic, uh, essentially a mutation. And I mean, I want to go off on so many rabbit trails there, but, (laughs) (laughs) but then you have sociological race. You have rooted in postmodernism as opposed to modernism. Broadly think of 20th century versus 21st century. What I mean by sociological race, race is rooted not in biological reality, but in it is a social construct, sociological race. This is critical race theory. Race is not this fixed thing. It is a concept. Now it's a concept... This always hurts my brain because it's a concept. (laughs) Then they still root to skin color, but then it's a social construct, but then it's also rooted in skin color, but then it, it it makes no sense, but it doesn't have to because it's postmodern. It's post truth. Um, Now, both scientific and sociological race are connected to Marxism. That's something that's very important to know. If you give into this, evolutionary style of race, of skin color, 
skin color is race. You're giving into Marxism just as much as someone that's giving into critical race theory. That's right. Now, if you don't understand what we're talking about there, we had two episodes with Kevin McGarry that you can go listen to. Darwin, Father of Hate, and uh, I Will Dethrone God, Karl Marx. He really helped us see the connections uh, between Marxism and Darwinism and just kind of how the, these thoughts grew over time. Now, the third category we're going to talk about is colorblind. So you know, the other option of race is, just, is to be, quote, colorblind. We're going to split hairs a tiny bit between this and the fourth option. But as a generalization, uh, it far too often becomes a bury your head in the sand style of approach. Rather mm -hmm. than really confront the question, it's, well, the question doesn't exist, so I don't have to answer it. Uh, it gets some things right. It's right to reject the idea of skin color as race and different races of humanity. And instead, brightly points out that there's only one race, the human race, all created by God, all children of Noah, all children of Adam and Eve. But we're going to contrast that with uh, biblical ethnos what we talked about last time. So you need to go listen to that previous episode if you want to know, because we're not going to cover this again. But just a couple points. Uh, race, either scientific or sociological, isn't real. Again, we're going to agree with colorblind, uh, the colorblind view there. But like we said, the colorblind view doesn't usually go far enough to explain what ethnos is, to explain the what the reactual reality is of you know diversity among humanity now ethnos super super summarizing our last ep last episode is not one thing and that's a huge problem that people make they make it a single thing um and it is more denoting uh of groups via some sort of shared identity some sort of shared reality that they all have now, what do we mean by that? And what do we mean by that there's multiple? Well, you could broadly put it into three categories. You have God or our spiritual ethnos, our spiritual ethnicity. You have kin and culture, which for the sake of just brevity, we're putting those two together uh, as kind of under one banner. And that'd be a tribal ethnicity, ethnicity based on your family and your culture. And then you have citizenship, nationality in the sense of a modern state, uh, just like Paul was a still a Roman citizen despite being these other things. That's so a sort of political ethnos. It's an identifier that you share with a group, a ethnicity. Now, it's important to know, again, just these, these four kind of categories of race, views of race, as well as just what biblical ethnicity is again if you haven't listened to the previous episode go listen to that now it's important but now that we've summarized things sam what are we moving on to what are we doing with that information that we briefly covered yeah well we're going to be taking that information and we're going to be identifying which ones the woke use and of course um, this idea of 
how the woke abuse ethnos. Because, I mean, we are Wokipedia, so we're out here looking at this idea that the woke do abuse ethnos or this idea of race or ethnicity that we're uh, going to be looking at. And I, and I just want to say that breakdown that you just had was absolutely excellent of these four views. And I do think that it's important to understand and to make that distinction between that scientific race of modernism and that sociological race of postmodernism, uh, because oftentimes they kind of get lumped into just one thing. And though they are extremely close together, there is a little bit of a difference mm -hmm. there that, that, you know, no pun intended, that Darwinism has evolved, so to say. Um, and I think that this is really important to understand because uh, from a Christian perspective, the the apologetics or how we're defending our faith, it's generally viewed through a lens of specifically defending the modernism. And, and it's a mm -hmm. lot of times not equipped to defend against postmodernism, which mm -hmm. is uh, it, it really why a lot of the big name apologists either fell into wokeism or completely didn't put up a fight against wokeism or tolerated yep. wokeism is because they were only trained to fight modernism and they had no yep. idea as to what to do when it came to postmodernism. Um, I, I know oh, that's not yeah. exactly where we're planning on going with this, but, uh, but I feel like I kind of opened a door that you might want to, you might want to comment on there, Kyle. Well, I, I'll make two comments on that. You're, you're more right than you might even realize. And you're, definitely more right than I think most of the audience will admit. Uh, apologist friend of mine, and I'm not talking just a random guy who says he's an apologist, I mean a world-class apologist, um, has been complaining about that for years. Guys, the era of atheism is over. The era of modernism is over. We're now dealing with neo-paganism. We're now dealing right. with a postmodern and even sort of going beyond postmodern culture apologetics needs to shift its guns or else it's going to get blindsided now on that we're actually going to get a couple people on we don't have this episode 100 percent scheduled at this point but probably within the next month we're going to be doing an episode that's actually going to be talking about this that's going to be that's a exciting. fun one that will be mm -hmm. oh i mean that's the i, I I just think it's an interesting it's it's an interesting thing, but it's also an important thing to understand. But but it really, like I said, it, it kind of opened the door a little bit there when uh, we look at scientific ethnos and sociological ethnos or scientific race and sociological race. Um, but how do the woke abuse ethnos? That's that's really what we want to get into uh, today. And uh, fundamental one that is seen across the spectrum here is adding. Uh, a skin color to the list of ethnicities. Um, so mm. you've probably seen this before, Kyle. In fact, you might have a personal story a little bit on this. Um, have you ever seen this where the woke eh, add skin color? Yeah. So obviously, I think a lot of people can point out examples. It's not super hard. Uh, and the the other points we're going to talk about all include this. Mm -hmm. That's why we need to talk about kind of this fundamental thing that they do right off the bat. Right. But I have an example that I'm going to talk about a tiny bit, which is when I was doing church planting through the Southern Baptist Convention's North American Mission Board. Uh, sort of, I always like to give the sort of in there uh, because I wasn't initially working directly with them. 
that's part of the drama of the story. But I had to, well, fascinating thing. I had to take all these assessments, all these questionnaires and things. But because of a system update they did partway through, I had to retake them all. Now, the reason that they did they did that is because they pushed out new ones. And what I noticed immediately is the new one was obsessed with ethnicity. And it was asking all sorts of questions, tons of questions about like, when was the last time you shared the gospel with someone of a different ethnicity? How often are you interacting with people of different ethnicities? And I'm going through it. And because I have a, you know, I'm not going to toot my own horn, because, but because I have a right view of ethnicity, and I assumed that they were using it biblically, I didn't even think about the wording of the questions. I was, I just saw the the general thing in ethnicity. And I was like, okay, where I am, I don't deal with many people of different ethnicities. I'm dealing with almost exclusively Americans. Right. I, I, I went to a high school, which had tons of exchange students, but that was high school. I'm not generally dealing with people of different ethnicities. So I was answering honestly until finally it, I read the question as it was written, not as I was interpreting it, and went, oh, by ethnicity, they mean skin color. And it, once I realized that, it was bl just blatantly obvious in all the questions, that's what they were talking about. They weren't talking about people of legitimately different national identities, different... Um, you know, obviously they're not going to use it for spiritual identity because people almost generally never do that, but, or, you know, people of different cultures, they meant skin color. Right. And w which would have changed my answers radically, but it, it was so, I think it hit me like a ton of bricks because it was, it was blatantly obvious once you realized it, I was like, that's not how this works. <laughs> Uh, why are you doing that? But it's because they had an agenda. Mm -hmm. Now, if you want more about the agenda, you can go, you can watch Enemies Within the Church. It talks about some of that, uh, specifically with the North American Mission Board. Part of my videos in there. You can go watch my video that talks about it. I've linked it before in other things. But yeah, it's a problem. It's a problem because they're they have an agenda. You know, they do have an agenda, and, and I think that's one of the biggest points of really looking at this fundamental idea of uh, of adding a skin color to ethnicities is that they, they, they do have an agenda. They're pushing an agenda. You, you know, wokeism isn't by accident, and the... Mm. Uh, the abuse of ethnos that the woke use is not by accident. And I think that's mm -hmm. important for us to understand because a lot of times, especially within Christian circles, we, we tend to, oh, I don't know, be be overly extending and gracious towards things uh, and towards people. And it's not bad, of course, to be gracious. It's not bad, yeah. of course, to to really look at these, these kind of things and maybe uh, look at it in the, the best possible light. But sometimes we might give them the benefit of the doubt when we shouldn't, or they might ask us to do that. In fact, we did an episode mm. on that. And you can go ahead and check out that episode uh, on how the woke uh, manipulate, and it was on giving the benefit of the doubt. I think that'd be very helpful for people to understand. But it's not just that they add skin colors. 
It's that they also reorder the priority of things. And this includes adding skin colors. So Mm. instead of God, kin, and citizenship, what does it become? Well, often it becomes skin, kin, God, and then citizenship. I find it fascinating that citizenship usually still ends up last. Yeah, it is. Now, I think that's kind of important because the the woke ideology is also kind of inherently globalist, wouldn't you say? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, And I think this is an interesting concept when you look at that. We won't get really far into globalism today, but when you look at with ethnicity, in this this idea of confusing ethnicity or reordering it in the in the wrong way is that they you're to have a, uh, a an inherent loyalty to a people group that's based upon um, your your skin color as to what they'll go and say, but you're not to have mm-hmm. an inherent loyalty to a people group who you're born around and share a culture with. Doesn't that just seem a little backwards? I don't know. I just kind of was thinking on that. Well. Yeah, it's weird. It's just weird, and it doesn't make it. It creates a wall of division, of hostility. It can't not, and that's one of the problems. It, no matter how you rearrange things, if as soon as you rearrange the priorities, it's going to automatically start throwing up walls and divisions and putting people at each other's throats. It's not just critical race theory. It's not just critical theory that does that. It it happens anytime you get these things out of whack. But the way they do it just amplifies it because they create new categories to divide us along. Mm -hmm. I mean, it it really, this is where the, that idea of um, the oppression Olympics really does come in as they create new categories to go and to divide (laughs) us. Um, it, but to get back to this idea of the right order, it's God, kin, and citizenship. Of course, your ultimate allegiance should be to God. Your your second allegiance should be to kin, those people who mm-hmm. are around you, which is you know really important. I mean, uh, God tells us in, in His Word that the person who doesn't provide for his own, well, he's worse than an infidel, is what it goes and it says. So you're worse than an unbeliever in that sense if you're not providing for your own. And then the third one there is citizenship. Mm-hmm. It is it, it is important. You know, uh, we talked about this a little bit last week, and we would encourage you to go and to check out that episode. The Apostle Paul did have a uh, a Roman ethnos. He, he did claim Roman citizenship, and he used that. and mm-hmm. And it wasn't just for his advantage. He really did identify as a Roman because he he was a Roman in that sense. He really did have that citizenship. Mm-hmm. But the woke, as you pointed out, Kyle, it's 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 a wrong reordering. They they reorder it and they say yep. skin. So first of all, they they add something else in. So your skin color, which the interesting thing is, is that I think you're right. They do put that even above kin, although they do put kin in there uh, next, and then they put in God, and then finally they put in citizenship. Um. Sometimes I think they would probably argue that they put God first, 
but that's just in words only, wouldn't you say? Yeah, there's a difference between saying some saying you believe something and actually believing it. Um, it's it's one of the things. That it, I mean, it's a tactic that they use. It's a tactic, and we're going to have to talk about it at some point in our How the Woke Manipulate series. But it's mm-hmm. that idea of you know, it's like paper theology, saying you believe. I believe the essentials of the faith here. I believe these things. I agree with them. And then going out and immediately contradicting them. Don't just look at what someone says in one space and say, Oh, that's it. That's what they believe. You have to actually look at what they, what else do they say and what do they put into practice? Now it's one of the reasons that this can be complicated to really nail them down on because sometimes they do just, use a lot of, well, something else we talked about, specific vagueness. It seems very particular and specific, but it's left so vague as to appeal to everyone. So you can get, you can struggle to figure out what their order actually is. Are they just weakening, lowering our loyalty to God, elevating skin? Are they switching them? Are they just kind of making it confusing? But let's be clear, even if they were simply elevating skin and or somewhat diminishing uh, our loyalty to God, you've already got it infinitely out of whack at that point. And I do mean infinitely. Why? Because God puts them on infinite scales. Our new ethnos as a child of God is not just kind of, not just sort of not just a lot superior to everything else. It's to be so superior as to make our other relations, our other ethnicities, our other um, loyalties look like hate in comparison. Christ directly addresses that. You can go read Luke 14, 26, and you see him address that, that concept of we are loyalty to Christ, our love of God is supposed to make everything else look like hate. So when you put these in an order of priority, it's not just God first. It is God fully and then the others. So even if they start to tweak that, it it, it messes it up. Yeah, it it really does. It it really does. Um, And, you know, are, you, you really touched on this, the importance of God being first, because that is our new ethnos. That is our, our primary ethnos. That's the ethnos that we're to have. Mm-hmm. We're, we're a child of God. We have a new nature. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. And I know there are some people who would be listening to that and they would say, oh, look, you're, you're actually going down a woke route when you're saying that. No, I'm not denying the other ethnoses that we have, the other um, mm-hmm. th- those other things. I'm just simply stating that when God says in John 1, 12, but as many as received him to them, he gave the right to become children of God to those who believe on his name, that God meant what he said and he said what he meant. And we did become a child of God that in John three, when it talks about being born again, we actually were born again in second Corinthians chapter five, that, that old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new, that we're new creatures, that we're new creations in Christ Jesus, that that actually happened. And because of that, I think you touched on something that's really important, Kyle. And that is that 
we should we love God 100%, 100% with everything we are, and the other things flow from that. So therefore, mm-hmm. in looking at that, it's as though we even hate other people because we love God so much. You know, husbands, your love for God should, in comparison, be so much greater than your love for your wife that it looks like you hate your wife, but you should still love your wife. That's the Mm -hmm. reality of it. Like God commands you, husbands, love your wives, but you should love God so much the more. Um, But do you have uh, another example of of this here of our good friend, uh, Dottie Lewis? Yeah, so uh, this is a clip of Dottie Lewis and Derwin Gray. There's other people in it, but this, this clip is just them two talking in it uh, that demonstrates a little bit of this principle. Um, and again, here at Wikipedia, we don't just like to talk about the theoretical. We like to give you some examples you can sink your teeth into. So let's go ahead. Oftentimes and- we talk about sin of, um, or we talk about this whole idea of the gospel solely as the goal of Christianity is a fight for perfection instead of a, a fight against isolation, right? It's because the gospel brings us together, but it seems like the wall has been torn down in Ephesians chapter two and 11, and yeah. we're spending all our time building the wall back up yeah, as yeah. believers, and that is what's causing the division. What I would add is majority culture will often see themselves as the dominant group in the text. Yeah. What if whiteness is the Gentiles? Yeah. Because so often the-, the It was. The, yeah, <laughs> it, it is, right? Exactly. And right. so, but a lot of times people approach it as though, okay, you blacks and people of color, y'all come in and be a part right, of us. Right, right, right. You see what I'm saying? No, you're right. Versus man. saying, no, we, we, we are us. Yeah. We are the they. We are the us. You know, Kyle, I've got a question. What if Just blackness <laughs> was the Gentiles? Oh, is, does that seem kind of racist to everybody when I say it? I mean... And by the way, both whiteness and blackness, in a sense, were Gentiles because Gentiles are anybody who's not Jews. And in, in case anybody was curious on that, yeah, I, I, yeah, yeah, <laughs> I like really. I, I love how Daddy Lewis starts off, and he's like, you know, says in Ephesians two that the walls are are torn down. But I feel like we spend all our time building the walls up. And I just wanted to say, finally, something we can agree upon. You're building racial walls. <laughs> yeah, that's the irony of it. This whole conversation, you know, you can you can listen more on it. And they will claim that they're not doing, that they're doing the opposite of, of, of something. And then they start doing it themselves. Ah... People are building up these walls, these racial walls. Let's talk about how we build up these racial walls. Uh, let's let's categorize people by by their skin color, and say that there's a division between them. And then somehow we're not building up the walls. Uh, ah, let's let's talk about how we're divided along these things, uh, these these skin colors, and how, and and then then immediately because. If you listen on, Derwin's going to start to sound like he's saying that the church is a new ethnicity, a new identity. But you realize what he just said, and then what he goes on to say later, 
he fully contradicts is that's actually what he's saying he fully contradicts it because he wants to categorize people by their physical appearance and put right. them into monolithic groups based on no actual connection to each other but based on skin right. and then say then say so he creates the category of skin and he's got then he says okay i got to put it in this this uh priority system of ethnicity and so i'm going to shove it in here and at best i'm going to make it compete with our christian identity if not supplant it and you can see the reordering of that and you can see i i, I think in, in that clip you can also see them kind of struggling with that idea of church versus skin i mean it, it's it's an interesting thing that they're doing this round table and they're they're, they're talking about this in such a way that they're clearly reordering and getting this wrong of uh skin um, and then God, you know, obviously I think probably Kins in there, they didn't go super advanced on, on, on where they're all talking about this, but, but, but it became this idea of, of segregating people with their skin color. And, and that's what they're, mm -hmm. they were obsessed with. And that's what they're bringing ethnos. What are the things that actually bring us together? Even when they're going and talking about breaking down the walls of, uh, you, you know, of racial segregation or, 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 um, racial identity uh, and saying, you know, hey, we're building that, you know, it seems like we spend all our time building it up. What is it exactly that they go and they do? Well, the solution they bring is to build it up, to build more racial mm -hmm. walls, as opposed to going and saying, we're Christians, we're looking at our Christian identity. It's still whiteness, blackness, all that kind of stuff. It's, yep. it, it's critical race theory. Um, yeah, ultimately, yeah. Yeah. And, and I mean, there's ethnic, the, the, uh, the next way that they abuse this is that they they really bring that partiality, that ethnic partiality, um, and mm. it is based on skin color or racism. And and we we see this, we we see this even in the the video that you just uh, that we just watched. But it's it's showing favoritism based on some ethnic factor. And, and to be fair, they do seem to not just to use skin color for this one. They, they tend to use other things as well. Yeah. Well, yeah, it's even in that that last clip, you heard them talking about majority culture. Now, when he said majority culture, he wasn't actually talking about culture. He was talking about skin color. And they, they have right. a problem with, they, they like to conflate skin color and ethnicity. They also like to conflate culture and skin color and they conflate everything they don't take the time it's funny how the winsome and nuanced people don't take the time to uh show the nuance of the word ethnos and how it can be applied to different things how the bible applies it to different things it's just it's uh it frustrates me but i think before we talk more about this point I think bringing up a poignant example of it would probably help answer a lot of it and spark the discussion to the next level. So do you have any problem with sk skipping right to the uh, clip we have for this one? No, I think that's that's uh, an excellent idea. Okay, so this is going to be Matt Chandler, 
And he's going to give us two different examples here. So let's go ahead and listen to this. I am not asking you to find the black person that agrees with you. Becoming friends with the African-American that agrees with everything you say isn't helpful to you as a white evangelical and probably has that African-American trying to win approval or position. We've been looking and, and having conversations and I have called um, every African-American man I know and, and went, who you got? I need, here's what I need. Um, wait, how, how do I, wait, help me, right? We, we, I'm like, I'm, I've got a lot of white friends, a lot of, but what I, I would love to just say, here's, here's 2,000 people in an $11 million building, go lead them. And so one of the firms that's helping us find men said, let me ask you a question, Pastor Matt. If, if we find an Anglo eight and an African-American seven, which one do you want? I said, I want the African-American seven. And he said, what if we find an Anglo eight and an African-American six? And then I said, then give me the Anglo eight because the African-American six will look and feel to our people like the kind of tokenism that I'm preaching against. Um, <laughs> uh, Sam, you hadn't, you hadn't heard that clip before. Uh, were you prepared for that? No, just, just simply no. I was not prepared for that. <laughs> um, I, 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 so I want to say something immediately. Why is he only looking for English people or, or why is that the division? English people versus black people. Because yeah, I mean, what, what if it's a that's Hispanic what Ang- six and Anglo a half? Is. I, I'm not Anglo. Well, not not when you're unless you're talking about language. But then, everyone in the United States that speaks English is Anglo. Don't call European people white people. Whatever you're going to call, them, don't call them Anglo. I ain't Anglo. I'm a lot of things, and all of them are things that hate the English. But I certainly am not English. Yeah, I, I don't even really know what to say about this because like just the logic it is absurd. So hey, I, I want somebody who's lesser based on their skin color, but if they're too much lesser, I don't want that because then it they might feel like they're just a token. And I'm preaching against tokenism. But I just said that I would take the token guy. Because they were the inferior candidate. Yeah. So, I like. He's is not, it clear? <laughs> is it clear why we're using that for ethnic partiality? Y- yes. Um, it it is extremely clear why we're using that for ethnic partiality. I, I mean, it, it, and this is the problem. It, it's partial, and then not only was it partial. But it was insult to injury by going and saying, look, they'd be too stupid to know that they're a token if they're just slightly <laughs> less. But if there's a big disparity, well, then they'd probably figure it out. And it wasn't even in the sense of like you he, like think about this. He's not even caring in what his job is. He's sitting here saying, I'm not looking for for who God's man is for the job. I'm not looking for the best person that I can possibly get into this position. It's the idea of, well, let's find somebody 
who has this skin color and who's close to maybe being good, who maybe is the, the, the second or third choice. But make sure he's not like the eighth choice because that wouldn't be good. Oh, it's it's so bad. And it, so not only is it showing because it's showing both positive and negative partiality at the same time. And I'm not talking positive towards yeah. uh, one group, negative towards. No, I'm saying both to the the, the black candidate. It is showing both positive and negative, showing positive partiality in the sense it's giving him giving him something he doesn't deserve negative in the sense of saying that. He's so incompetent and incapable, he can't get this position on his own merit. It's it's shocking. And before we miss it. There was the other comments he made, and I'm sorry, I had to edit it so it wouldn't be so long. So the gap between them was really, really minuscule. But right at the beginning, he talked about making friends. And his encouragement was you're supposed to make friends. If if you're a white person, you're supposed to make friends with black people. Um, But you're not supposed to make friends with with those black people that agree with you, because then you're just in some sort of like echo chamber where you're not learning the Gnostic insights that you're supposed to be getting. Um, And you're also putting that, that, that person is just trying to earn favor with you by telling you what you want to hear. Like that's so offensive. Again, that that's showing both positive and negative. It's, It's again, it's saying them, they're black skinned people are so stupid that they need me to do it for them. Like, right. it's just ridiculously offensive. So it's not only just like, it's not just positive partiality, it's negative too. It's based on skin color, and that's what you would traditionally call racism. That's it, right. It hurts my brain. Yeah, and, and I, I, I don't even know what to say about. Uh, I, I mean that that is so ridiculous that you would first of all have that position, but then it's like okay, we understand there are people who have that position within the woke, but to say the silent part out loud <laughs> is in, in to say it out loud on a camera is befuddling. I mean. Yeah. You know, I don't know what's in, uh, you, you know, Matt Chandler's Instagram um, direct message box, uh, and, and it might be pretty bad that's in there. But like, this was really bad. This should have been enough yeah. to get him to, you know, go away for a while. Um, well, I, I don't get how the, these woke people, I don't get how the crowd listening to that, whether they were conservative or woke. I don't get how either, either side wouldn't stand up and go. Dude, what you're saying is crazy offensive. Right. And just wrong on every level. I, I mean, I would think that the woke would be like, dude, he just white white explained that to me. You know? Um, I, I, I tried to make that up, but you know, I didn't really quite go over as well as I was hoping. He Anglo explained it to me, I guess. <laughs> Some... Stop Anglo explaining to me. Right. Um... I, maybe I shouldn't be trying to help out the woke here because they're probably gonna start using that phrase now. Um, oh no! You're just anglo explaining. 
Um, <laughs> anyway, I, I do think that this is kind of, uh, you know, one of those, I don't think that we can really explain this position better than what Matt Chandler just did for everyone. And by the way, yeah, for those of you who are curious, yeah, Matt Chandler is woke. <laughs> and that's important to understand because a lot of people try to protect Matt Chandler because they they really appreciate Matt Chandler and his uh, you know, ministry from years back and stuff like that. But he is woke. His church, my goodness, they sang about microaggressions um and, and stuff like that. Yeah. Literally wrote like a song about microaggressions. I mean, it's it's a ridiculous kind of a thing. Um yeah. But the woke abuse ethnos in another way. You know, it's it's not just um, th- this idea of reordering or confusing the priorities or this ethnic partiality or adding skin color uh, as an ethnos, although that's one that's been uh, throughout all of this. Um, they also simply judge people based on ethnic categories that they make up and they put those people uh, into you know either this systemic oppression or uh, the the white privilege group, um, or they, they kind of put them into an oppressed group, which of course brings in this Marxist aspect of the cultural Marxist aspect of oppressor versus oppressed, which mm-hmm. is something that they really do bring into this. Um, what would be this idea of? Of white, have you heard somebody use this of white privilege before or systemic oppression? I I, I know you have, but it, it'd be good for people to hear it, I guess. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, again, we're, we've already talked and we've talked all the time about how that's those are Marxist terms, at least when they're being properly used. Now, someone can ignorantly say it, but have a completely different meaning. But we're saying in their context, these are Marxist terms. Now, you shouldn't be using them ignorantly. You should know what they mean, and you should know how problematic they are. But yeah, I think we've all heard them at this point, and they really do. They they rely on this idea of categorizing people, again, specifically based on their made-up categories. And we're talking about critical race theory, because when we're talking about ethnos, that's the aspect of wokeness that we're talking about, critical race theory, it lumps people into categories, into groups based on their skin color, and then makes judgments about them based not on their content, not on their beliefs, not on their actions, on nothing else other than their skin color, and then again, further categorizes them. Oh, you are a what I have now deemed a white person. You are now have these qualities. You are now a a oppressor. You are now a beneficiary of white privilege. And it doesn't matter what you say, what you do, or who you are. You are part of that category. It's funny. They have to create the problem to provide the solution is something we've mentioned before, but they really do have to, they have to create the category to put you mm-hmm. in to then say that that's a, here you go. I'm going to create this category, put you in it and then tell you that it's wrong that you're in that category. Well, I'm not in that category, but I've said you are. Therefore right. you are. It's, Oh my God. It's almost a tautology, but Tim Keller 
made this point for us in a, a way that, that really drives home how absurd it is, how much they force you into these categories and then judge you based on them. So let's go ahead and listen to this little clip of Tim Keller that's just... Again, it's like that Chandler clip. It's going to make the point. A friend of mine who was a pastor was talking to a Norwegian man who had just moved into his community and went to his church. And at one point, he heard pastor talking about the fact that we are all complicit in creating this narrative that black people are dangerous, etc. The Norwegian came up and said, no, 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 that's, I'm Norwegian. I had nothing to do with it. And my pastor friend said, studies have shown that if you have white skin, it's worth a million dollars over a lifetime over somebody who doesn't have white skin. If you have that asset of white skin, skin right now, then you actually have to say, to some degree, I'm standing on the shoulders of other people who got that through injustice. The Bible actually says you are involved in injustice, and even if you didn't actually do it, you're part of the problem. You can't escape the history. You can't just say, I wasn't part of that. Like I said, I think that makes the point pretty darn well. Yeah. Do you also notice how much dehumanizing language was in there as well? Yeah, I, I mean, absolutely. It's it's dehumanizing. It's that idea of, you, you know, white skin is worth a, a million dollars. What? What are you talking about, man? <laughs> like it's don't. It's also an asset. Yeah, you're it, you're no longer a a person. You're no longer a, a human. You're now an asset that's yeah. has a value attached to it. Yeah, I, I mean that it, it it's crazy because it's you you know critical race theory and this whole idea. I mean, th this whole idea of racism it, it's not a new concept. We we understand that, but this is why we are calling what the woke is doing and how they're abusing ethnos as racist because they're they're literally putting a price on a person based upon their skin color. Like people have done that in the past before in there were, you know, people who were selling human beings based mostly on their skin color from slave blocks. Yep. It's the same thing. It's absurd. It's absurd. But, you know, one thing that I think that's interesting about this, Kyle, is that it's not just the woke. It's not just mm. the, the woke and the leftists who kind of get ethnos wrong and abuse ethnos. Um, in fact, quote unquote, conservatives kind of fall into the same traps uh, and issues based upon their uh, poor definition of ethnos. Now, we, we don't want to mm -hmm. say that we're calling these people woke because it, it's- Oh, it's, no. They're not woke, but they're they're falling into the same problems on this issue. They might not have mm -hmm. a lot of the other tenets of wokeism. They, um, you know, are obviously looking at this from a different perspective. But we have some examples um, of this, and I don't know which one should we start with here because, well, before we even start that, I want to say something. It's something that we've reiterated at other times, and I, I feel more. I uh, need to mention it when we're going after someone we're not going after. We're not going after this person. Uh, we have a couple examples that are from the same person um, because they're just obvious. That's right. why we're using them. 
But again, the Wikipedia promise is if you are ever mentioned on this program or in our written content, that is an invitation to come onto the program uh, to discuss with us. Whether you agree, disagree, uh, whatever it is, you're allowed to come on, make your case. We're confident mm-hmm. in our assertions. We're confident in our positions. So we're all, we're fine with having you on because we feel like we can still make our case, make our point, but we are willing to hear you out. So when we talk about someone here, this is not an attack. This is not a jab. This is nothing else besides they made some comments that show this off. Uh, some comments that they have also said that they do not agree with as they were worded when they were said. But they make the point more clearly than most others we've seen, so we are using them. Is that a fair disclaimer, Sam? I think it's a very fair disclaimer. And, you know, the person we're going to use uh, a couple of examples from the same person. This isn't the only person who does this. It's just they were blatant examples. And they, I, I mean, one of them was in response to me on Twitter. So it was right at our fingertips kind of a thing. Uh, and, <laughs> um, <laughs> so, yeah. I mean, there's there's that. Uh, but also it's because, you know, obviously the point of this episode was to expose how the woke are misusing, um, ethnos and how they're, they're abusing ethnos. And so, uh, we just wanted to go into show that we understand it's not just the woke who are falling into these categorical errors and Mm -hmm. are, um, you you know, missing the mark on ethnos. We we understand that. And so we just kind of want to be fair and to paint this picture that we're not being a, a tribalistic, uh, podcast or something like that. We, we understand this. And, uh, so, so which one do you think would be best to, to bring up first? Well, I think we should bring up the one that we've mentioned before, uh, mentioned, we essentially mentioned why it was wrong, but we were mentioning in a different context. So we'll clarify now. Um, but it's a tweet by Stephen Wolf. Um, and Stephen, honestly, we, we really do. We would really like to have you on here to have a back and forth discussion about a few things um, and just have a discussion yeah. on, on some certain topics in general. But and one I, of the I reasons mean, we're putting so much clarification is because there is so much drama going on between a camp somewhat centered around Stephen Wolf and a camp somewhat centered around um, G3. But. The tweet is, white evangelicals are the lone bulwark against moral insanity in America. Yeah. And and before we really break this down, I I really do want to reiterate that whole idea of bringing Stephen on and and creating the the discussion uh, of if he'd be willing to come on. And Stephen, please come on, because I mean, the G3 guys are all blocking me on Twitter. So my Twitter is getting a lot less fun. Um, So it'd be fun at least if somebody interacted with me. But sorry, I just had to. Had to point that out. Um, no, no. Uh, to get back to the actual uh, t- tweet here, um, white evangelicals are the lone bulwark against moral insanity in America. Now, this was one where we had a lot of disagreement, not amongst ourselves, uh, not amongst me and you, Kyle, but with a lot of people who have stood really strong against social justice here. Mm-hmm. Um, recently, uh, and we've, we've stood with in a lot of, uh, context, but what's the, what's, I, I want to know on your point, what was, what, what's the big problem that you see in this? Cause I, th- I think it's similar, probably the exact same as to the big problem that I see with this tweet. 
It, well, so the, the big problem and why, you know, so he explained what he meant by it, and that satisfied a lot of people. But there's a more fundamental, that was working forwards. That was adding more to the explanation, but we got to work backwards to the fundamental assumptions. And that's where we run into an issue with it, because the fundamental assumption assumes that there are certain categories that exist. And one of those categories is, uh, we're going to ignore the evangelical part. But there's something to, to comment there. If you go watch our video on the G3 versus Christian nationalist debate, uh, we talk about that sort of aspect of it somewhat more. But it, it assumes the existence of this category of white. Right. And, and with that, just so that everybody understands that we're consistent and this is exactly what we're saying— the fundamental, uh, how do the woke abuse uh, ethnos? It's by adding skin color to the list of ethnicities. Mm-hmm. Um, you, I mean, is like I'll, I'll put it out here. Is he talking about the evangelicals in South Africa that are white? No, no, he he's not. But just so everybody knows, there are white evangelicals in South Africa, like. We could go and and say that, it, but but that's not the ethnicity that he'd be talking about. That's not the ethnos that he'd be talking about. He'd be going, oh no 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 no, I'm talking about something totally different. Well, then why are you adding that as a category? Like that's that's not part of the ethnos. It, it confuses the conversation. But, and and again, his explanation was that he's using voting blocks, mm-hmm. which. There's a conversation there of why that's problematic even to use that. But again, again, he's he's using it in a sort of ethnic way. He's using white in a sort of ethnic way that, again, talking about sort of the, the different kinds of ways that the woke uh, abuse things, mm-hmm. he's adding in something there that, or he's assuming the existence of it, pre that this already exists, therefore we can use it. Right. And, and that's the problem. Right. It, and I mean, one of the things, of course, that, that that is brought up is it's the idea of going, why is it necessary to have white in this when it would be just as true, probably more true, to go and to say evangelicals are the lone bulwark against moral insanity in America? And that's yeah. the thing of the words, the words that he chose were deliberate. They were intentional. It, it reveals, and if it wasn't deliberate, intentional, then that means it was part of his subconscious, which is even scarier in that sense, that it would be imprinted in that. And people don't understand that there's an issue here. Now, the the argument that came across Twitter uh, quite a bit was, well, you're nitpicking. You're nitpicking at something. And the, the reality of it is, is that if you're looking in a uh, voting block, I don't think it is nitpicking in, in that aspect, because the question is, is what are you looking for? What are you trying to stereotype when you're going and doing that? Because when you're talking about a voting block, the reality of it is, is if you get involved in politics, you're trying to stereotype, um, mm-hmm. you, you know, a 
uh, a, a, a a boomer is going to vote generally this way 67% of the time. I'm just making statistics up, but you know, yeah. 67% of the times, so, well, then you're looking for a certain age group because they're going to be voting this many, uh, this percentage of time in this direction. And so that way, if you find that person, they're going to do that. Yeah. You know, they're going to go mm-hmm. and do that. And so then it becomes a numbers game. And so if he is talking about voting blocks, the, the issue is, is that he's trying to stereotype in a very specific way within a, a skin color, um, mm-hmm. that it wouldn't, it wouldn't even be beneficial because what are you looking no. now for white people who happen to be wearing a, what would Jesus do bracelet it is like, is that what he's trying to get at? Probably not. And so yeah. it, it becomes just kind of goofy. Uh, but well, w- yeah, should we and move on to the next one? Well, the last comment I'll say on there is the idea of, of, now, stereotyping can send the wrong message, and I want to use a little bit of stronger terminology there of categorizing, of placing people into, again, we're alluding to the ideas of what critical race theory does. It wants people to be slotted into these new categories. Again, we're not saying he's using critical race theory. We're just saying you empower those kind of ideas when you adopt the same kind of categories, but in voting blocks... Voting blocks and the people that that utilize these predominantly, who do they favor? They favor the Democrats. Democrats right. use voting blocks as a bludgeon to mm-hmm. force try and force people to vote certain ways. Right. They want they want there to be a wall of separation between Christians of all skin colors, so they make sure that they isolate them into different voting blocks and say. You know, what did, what did Joe Biden say? You're not black if you don't vote for me. That's what they want. So adopting their category in that way, you are empowering them. It's one of the, it's why we need to not do that. We need to beat them back with proper category, proper ethnos. Right. So uh, we, we probably just have time to, to look at maybe... One, maybe two more, but the the, the one where he uh, came and responded to me. Now, now, granted, I I had retweeted something that he had said because he was trying to make the argument that um, cl- uh, that that wokeism is not Marxist; it's actually uh, just classically liberal. Now, I'm not a classical liberalist. I don't know if that's the right term, but I don't believe in classical <laughs> liberalism. Um, and I also, uh, but it's self-evident. And if you've listened to the Wikipedia podcast, you probably understand this. Wokeism is in relation to Marxism. Um, in fact, I think one of the, mm-hmm. the, the best ones we've, we've talked about this episode a couple times today is Kevin McGarry's, uh, the interviews that we do with Kevin McGarry. Mm-hmm. He really does a good job of laying that out. Um, oh, especially yeah. with, with Darwin and Marx and, and quite frankly, and if Steven were on our show, I would say the same thing it's an absurd, silly comment that he's trying to make and an absurd, silly point. Um, in fact, it's quite dumb to go and say that wokeism isn't Marxism. Uh, it's classical liberalism. Now I, I, maybe we should do an episode on that sometime, Kyle on, uh, classical liberalism providing a way for Marxism, because I, I, we, we talked about this. We, We do think that that's a possibility. Oh yeah. But but my response to that was woke wokeness is Marxist. This is a stupid thread. 
Liberalism simply has no defense towards cultural Marxism, but woke ideology is Marxist, specifically culturally Marxist. Excuse me, cultural Marxism. In his response, instead of dealing with with anything that I said, he asked me a question. And his question is, what's your solution to uh, racial group disparities? Now, now I, te- I text you on this one, Kyle, or maybe you text me. Yeah, I, I, but but we were. I was like, I don't even know what he's talking about. Yeah, we were both kind of scratching our heads trying to figure out the connection between what he initially said, Sam's response, and then his question, because it seems to come out of nowhere. Now. The, the kind of thing, thing well, at least that, uh, that I came down to, I guess I didn't ask if you, you share the opinion, was the problem is we were reading the question wrong. We were, assume, we were assuming things about it, but not taking it at its face value. And its face value, now he never responded, and that's, that's one of the problems here. He's leaving something hanging. Right. Now, I don't know how it would be changed in a fundamental way, but uh, he seems to be indicating here that Sam's position is wrong because it doesn't have a solution for racial group disparities. He's assuming that racial group disparities, and this is what I finally realized, I realized the question is assuming, at face value, read for what it is, that racial disparities exist, and that a uh, political social ideology must have a solution for them. Right. I, I like. I, <laughs> I, that's the only thing that I, I, to tell you the truth, until you'd presented that option, I was just kind of scratching my head going, I, 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 th- I thought maybe he thought I was promoting classical liberalism in, in promoting like wokeness in, in his idea. And it was kind of this like, haha, I got you question because you're going to answer with this, this, uh, you know, woke stuff as to how to answer it. And I'm like, this doesn't make any sense if you have any context yeah. as to like, if you read what I said, it doesn't make any sense. And if you had any no. context for who I was, if you spent, you know, like three seconds looking at my Twitter profile, you'd understand I, I'm, I'm not going to answer woke. Um, yeah. And so I think the only thing that makes sense is to take him as, as an honest question where he's assuming that your political answer and ideology has to have an answer for racial disparities. Yeah, which what does that assume? It, that assume, it assumes, and again, he's using racial. He's using the idea of skin color, right? He's assuming that 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 skin color exists. It is a racial. It makes a racial category. It makes an a group, an ethnos, and that there are disparities that must be addressed. Right. Which, right. again, that's something that. When we're bringing these up, we're not saying, oh, man, look at Stephen Wolf. He's not woke, but he's something like them. We're saying how he's adopted 
we we all have. Let's be frank. We've all, to some degree, adopted these ideas because we were raised in them and they've been bombarded at us and we're having to remove them. We, even we if do just live in systemic racism. Influence. Is that what you're saying? We do live in systemic racism. Uh, we Well, we live in a system that tries to push racism onto us, but in yeah. a much, much different way than the term systemic racism. Yeah. But he, he's... In trying to fight against certain things, he's brought some of it back in. He hasn't left their categories. Again, it's, it's what we talked about, uh, op- how they will manipulate operating in their paradigm. They right. want that, you to be in that position because it neuters, it neuters your response. But I hope you can see how Stephen has unfortunately brought back in these incorrect uses uses of ethnos and i hope you can mm-hmm. see how they're they're mirroring the same types not the same uh ideological underpinning and not the same uh outworking but how it's adopted very similar uh very very similar ways that the woke are abusing them right. why and- because he's unfortunately bought into their same categories once you bought into the category your response will necessarily what it'll echo it right he's he is working from their paradigm he is accepting their premises and at really at best that just makes a poor argument and at worst it puts you into some really weird theology i'm not exactly sure where, where steven's at uh in in that uh you know perspective between those two. Oh yeah Th- those two things. And this isn't a discussion of that either. So, you know, right. we're not diving into that. Right. The, the point that we're making today is simply that the woke abuse ethnos. We discussed what this ethnos is. Uh, and you can check that out. And we'd be, you know, glad to answer any questions. But also, we do need to understand that there are other, well, actually, it's the same errors that the woke make. You can make it from a different perspective with a different ideological underpinning. And still be an error. And our goal is not to point out the woke error by making the same errors just on the other mm-hmm. side in a different ditch. Our goal is to land on biblical truth, to proclaim biblical truth, and hopefully to lead others to biblical truth. Amen. Well, Kyle, I think that's all we got time for today. I think that is enough ground to cover. We had a lot of ground to cover in these two episodes, but I think we've provided enough response that you can, you know, you can come to a much, much better understanding of ethnos, what it is, how it's abused. So we hope that's helpful. But if it, you know, if you have more questions, again, throw them down into the comments. If you're on a platform that allows comments, email us, contactwikipedia at gmail.com. If you found this discussion extra helpful, a useful resource, share it with other people so that they can have a firmer foundation. We want you to be standing on firm, solid ground, absolutely rock solid, which is, again, why we were pointing out some of the conservative misuses of things, because we want to remove any sandy soil, dust the stones off so you're standing firmly on uh, rock and that you can fight these things because they're the woke they're in sinking sand yeah 
if we can get our f- footing underneath us, we're in a much better position. That's what we want. So we, we hope this has been useful. Share it with other people so that they can be on that same uh, strong foundational uh, bedrock. And Sam, you got anything else to close us out with? Uh, the only thing I can think of is keep standing for the truth. And remember, don't go woke. Don't go woke.